two must have clapped so in sync that I only heard one of you. Oh, man. That's mad. That means less work for you. All right. Yeah, exactly. That's good. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. Welcome back, everyone, to Three Men and Their Babies, Three Dads, Three Very Different Scenarios. I'm here with Adam and Benny. Hey, boys. Hello. Hey, mate. You all right? I just got to say, when you do the count into the show... <laughs> I always yeah. think of um, the guy from Wayne's World who <laughs> counts in, and then they like wait for him to carry on doing it. That's all. I, I do the counting with my hands, and then the, the little swingy point at the end. Yeah, because oh they nod along, don't they? And like, don't nod along, so they just they just sit there, stone faced, bug eyed. Yeah. I'm exactly. Yeah, little, the same. yeah. I also. All I, yeah, me all too. I put in my yeah. head. Yeah, that's all I can hear in my head is the guy going five, four, and they're just nodding along to it. <laughs> How was uh, how was your Christmas? It was a lot quieter than obviously what we used to. We usually have my grandparents round and my sister and her partner round, and as well as um, Blossom and her dad round. But obviously, that's been significantly reduced due to the shit state the world's in. We got to see, you know, it was really just me, Blossom, and my parents at one point. Obviously, my granddad, my uh, my dear nanny, has left us last year, which is very sad. Mm. Not to start everything on a depressing note, but I was thinking earlier, like, oh, she's never going to meet... I mean, she's got grandchildren, but she's not going to meet the best one, which is made from me. So I'm very... <laughs> it, it does upset me, but at the same time, like, I'm thankful for everyone I've got around me, really. But yeah, quieter than what I'd like, but still had a good time. Still got spoiled when I didn't really deserve it. But yeah, good Christmas. So sounds certainly more lively than mine was. It was... A tough one for me, to be perfectly honest. Mainly the lead up, because it's my first Christmas in years on my own. Like waking up on Christmas Day with no one else in the house. I woke up and went out to spend time with my two oldest kids in the morning. So I took the presents round to the mum's house and spent a few hours there. And I think mainly, A, my ex was feeling sorry for me. And B, she wanted me to put stuff together for her. So I spent most of that two hours like screwing together gaming chairs and hooking up TVs and stuff. But that's better than sitting on my own. And then from the late afternoon, so after everyone had like the Christmas dinner and the Queen's speech and everything, my youngest and I spent some time together and then she stayed around for the night. And then basically I've got them up until the beginning of January now, all three of them. So it's been great since so from boxing day onwards which is for a a kind of a split family situation like that is pretty standard you know the kids spend christmas day like with one parent and then boxing day with the other do it slightly differently so it's a bit more shared so once they were here it was great really loved it had a few issues at home mainly with the dog and his butt after eating a whole side of like pork crackling from the roast joint we did and the days of clean-up that we've had to do after that. But other than that, it's been a really nice Christmas. How about you, Dan? Yeah, fine. Just just normal stuff, really. Loads of presents for Georgia, as usual, because she's the only kid in the family, so completely spoiled as per. Me and my wife don't buy each other anything, which is great, because it means I don't have to think and then buy her some fucking god-awful thing she's never going to use again. And I think in the... 14 years or 13 years we've been together I've bought her one present that's actually good and or useful which was a <laughs> a winter coat that she still wears to this day and I think I'm I think the same for me I think she's maybe bought me two presents in the entire time we've been together that I either a still use or b have thought wow that's fucking unreal 
So we kind of I, said, you know what, let's just not bother buying each other gifts anymore because it's and we have everything we could want anyway. So I mean, like we just buy each other stuff for the sake of it. I, I go down the route of uh, Amazon wish list, but like <laughs> in in previous relationships, it's been like okay. My dad wants to know what you want, or my mum wants to know what you want for Christmas. I'm just like, I don't know. I've I've got a random wish list that I put together. If, I, if I'm randomly thinking, oh, you know what, I really like like this picture frame to put this poster up in, or oh, this book that I read about on Reddit that sounds really interesting, and then I've completely forgotten about it, and then suddenly receive it as a Christmas present. And I'm like, huh? Well, what's this? <laughs> but Amazon wish list <laughs> is where it's at because he just sorts out. All of those issues of, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I won't get you anything then. Or you end up with some shit that you definitely don't want. Yeah, I never use it, and I should do. I should use it, really. Oh, you totally should. Mine's got a wooden spoon-making kit, because one night I went down a YouTube rabbit hole (laughs) of people carving wood and whistling. I've got, like, a cheese-making kit. Again, for the same reason, it's just YouTube rabbit holes that go down. Uh, like random comic books or flavoured teas that I really want and just go, you know what, That that's a bit too expensive to just buy on the regular, but I wouldn't mind it as a treat. I cut things like cinnamon flavoured chewing gum because once as a kid I had it and I liked it and I realised, wow, they sell it on Amazon, but I'm not going to pay for it myself. Someone else can buy that for me if they really want to as a gift and I'll take it. But yeah, that, that's a mind. route to go. <laughs> so do your kids enjoy the fact that they get two sets of presents? Or do they just look at it as, okay, yeah, my dad's coming over, or, and that can, it just is what it is? Or do they kind of look at it now like glass half full, I'm going to get two sets of presents? Yeah, I mean, for, for the older kids, it's it's what they're used to. It's what they've been used to for years and years. For ten years nearly now, That that's just how it's been. Well, not ten years, but eight years, that's just how it's been. It will be ten years. I'm older than I thought. Uh, so for a significant length of time that's just how it's been for them you know and they're used to it they don't know any different for me youngest daisy it is quite different this is her first christmas with two separate parents and i think it has affected her slightly but in a positive way because you're thinking like oh yeah i've got presents at my nanny's and my mum's and i've got presents at my dad that's brilliant i've got loads of presents when I got her, she was talking about all the presents that she's got, and she's like, I bet I got more than Daniel and Sophie, whom the elder two. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you, you haven't, mate, because trust me, I've had to like put most of the, their stuff together. And again, they're in the same situation you are. So you've just joined their club of double Christmas presents. So <laughs> she seems to have adjusted quite well with it. Uh, and I think it helps... Because she's coming here and it's all like the Christmas decorations and everything like that that she's used to from the past few Christmases that she, you know, knew more about it. It it feels more comfortable with her. And then she's helped pick out the Christmas presents at a mum, uh, Christmas decorations and stuff for a mum's house. So she's got that personalised. So she's adjusted quite well. But yeah, they, they all certainly revel in the fact that they get twice as many presents. My bank account doesn't, but they couldn't <laughs> As is always the way. When did you when did you both take down your Christmas decorations? Or even have you even done it yet? Oh no. <laughs> mine, mine is still up. We've always followed we've always been quite traditional. We've always um followed the twelfth night rule, so which I think is that January third, fourth, something like that. So that's that's when we usually tend to do it. I'm only asking. Because I I was Sarah was at work on Oh god, what day is it today? I don't even know what day it is. Tuesday. Sarah was at work on Sunday. So 
we had to do the, the big annual Christmas purge in our house, which is where all the stuff Georgia gets, again, because she's the only kid in the entire family. So we then end up having to throw out loads and loads and loads of stuff. Not like just to the, you know, but we'll take to charity shops yeah. or the things that can be thrown away will get thrown away, that kind of thing. So we just have a big clear out. Just for effort. So we're already on our fourth full black bin bag of stuff. <laughs> so there's been plenty of stuff thrown away. And I said to Sarah on sun, on Saturday night, so the day after Boxing Day night, I said, no, sorry, the day after Boxing Day. Yeah, the day after Boxing Day, I said, do you mind if we get all the decorations down tomorrow she's like i don't give a fucking shit just get them all down so all our decorations came down on the 27th <laughs> so that was it straight back to normal christmas oh, is done no. forget it we're done oh, christmas is in the rear view that's yeah. terrible what scrooge <laughs> <laughs> it's no, not scrooge I'm, but i'm, I'm just like <laughs> so i'm tidying weird. the house i'm i'm tidying the house now this is getting done now i'm not tidying the house and i'm coming back in three <laughs> days and doing all the fucking front room it's all getting done at the same time in the same week so while i'm here it's just getting done and that's it and we uh, do the same I, kind of I, thing I, every year it's mad i'm significantly lazier than you guys and because i i uh on yeah yesterday it would have been tasked me and the kids to like right let's get all the christmas decorations down we open up the garage where they're stored and we just go oh shit there's a lot of cardboard boxes and amazon packages and packages from toys that have been opened on christmas day and boxing day you know what let's just sort that bit out first and we'll come back to the christmas decorations later so we've got that planned for later in the week there's no way we're gonna do it all in one day because our family is infinitely lazy i think it's just more a case of i just i can just because I'm walking into the living room, I can just see it. And I just know it's like a future problem. And I just think, if I just set aside a couple of days and just do it all as quickly as possible, I'd have to think about it then for another year. That sounds fucking awful, doesn't it? <laughs> la 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds so bad. It does. You're, you're a Scrooge. Your whole family's a Scrooge. Poor Georgia, sitting there, like looking out of her window in the night time towards the North Star, pining for Christmas miracles. She's got a little bit of tinsel that she's kept under a pillow. <laughs> she's just like cradling it and stroking it. Don't worry, you're my secret tinsel. He won't take you. <laughs> he won't. Meanwhile, there I am with a black bin bag. Give me that fucking tinsel. <laughs> Get in here. Christmas is over. It's finished. Snatching a paper basically, crown as she, <laughs> Yeah, basically, I should wrap the, the last present. <laughs> I should wrap the last present. I'm already throwing the tree in the bin. You're like <laughs> a villain Come from on. a Channel 5 Christmas film. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god You're like... what would that film be called oh. what would that film be called hmm. like oh, the, the night after christmas or yeah the night something after like that the end of christmas the one the end of day christmas brackets, december 27th <laughs> the 12th hour of christmas <laughs> oh yeah that's it that's it i should have gone with that i should have gone with no it's the 12th hour betty not the 12th day so once christmas day is done that's it you just gotta chuck it all in the bin midday forget about it it's bad luck you don't get your christmas lunch until these decorations are down son <laughs> yeah no turkey you gotta, you until there's no tinsel. you gotta work for your turkey you gotta worky there you go <laughs> worky for your turkey <laughs> worky for your turkey do you do it watch does, you know what oh show crappy God. christmas films on channel five or whatever Oh, it's nothing but crappy Christmas films. Today is the fourth viewing over the past week, or since Christmas, uh, since Boxing Day, of Santa Paul's 2, ah. The Search for Christmas. Where, where it's one of these Disney Plus originals, which features like talking dogs and people who always play elves in all Christmas movies. 
Uh, like this guy who's in Bad Santa as the elf. He's in uh, Jingle All the Way as an elf. He's in at least three of these films as the same elf. And that's all I've watched. And then it's evolved into, right, we've watched all these Christmas things with dogs. There's a crossover one with the Christmas puppies and Air Bud's puppies. So now we're in the whole Air Bud's puppies range <laughs> of films, of which are about six. And then we're moving on to Air Bud. <laughs> so as, as things progressively get warmer in, in the year, we'll be getting more sportier with our, our choice of dog films. You've said that. I feel like now that Airbud and Jingle All the Way are in the same universe, and I'm all about that. <laughs> oh my god, they have to be. Jingle <laughs> All the Way, I forced all the kids to watch that. That is my Christmas tradition to always watch that film. It is. I know everyone go, "Oh, you're Die Hard's best Christmas film." No, Jingle All the Way is. It's I love the Jingle best All the Way. Christmas film. I love it. Just it's an. It is an amazing Christmas film. It is fantastic. It's just. It's got everything in Christmas about being a dad. So all of the ineptitude of being a dad, being tasked to do stuff by your significant other, and you forgetting to do it because you're an old man and Christmas isn't special anymore, you neglecting your kids because you don't really neglect them, you do love them, but you've got to provide for them. And then moving on to, oh shit, now I've got to like accidentally blow up a cop with a parcel bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> you jingle all the way starring the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> Arnie just beat him to the oh, roll. Just. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. Was it Ted Kaczynski? I think his name is Ted Kaczynski. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, we we Sarah loves loves Christmas films. Like she proper gets into the spirit of it and it, it's a kind of a a thing she loves to do. Like, okay, come on, George, let's sit down, let's watch some Christmas movies. And they always watch Oh, another you know the Father Christmas film, the Channel Four, like it's oh, another blooming Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, the Raymond Briggs one. They watch that every single year. And that's when like one of Sarah's Christmas traditions that she started with Georgia, which is great. Now my Christmas film tradition yesterday, which was watched the nineteen sixty three classic Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> yes, I read about that, this. <laughs> yes, that is my Christmas film. So, I fucking why, love that film. Why is that a Christmas film? Is it just because when you were a kid it was one of those things that Channel Four just like put on during the daytime because they had nothing else to fill all the time when kids were off. I guess so. I, at some point, right? At some point, when I was a kid, I saw this film. I'm thinking maybe my grandparents showed it to me because I'm a kid and it, I'm, I'm a little boy, and it's like, oh, you know, there's like a there's like a, a snake dragon in this, and there's you know like fights and giants and all this kind of thing. So I was like, oh yeah, cool, that sounds exciting. Yeah. So I must have watched it, and I was instantly, instantly obsessed with this film, and I remember. I got it on VHS when I was about eight or nine. If you don't know what a VHS is, if you listen to this and you're under the age of 25, look it up. But I got a VHS cassette of it and I watched it every single day. Coming from school, my mum would say, what do you want to watch? Thomas Tank, no, no, put Jason the Argonauts on. So if she put Jason and the Argonauts on and I watched it so much, I ruined the tape. Like the video chewed up the tape. It had been played so much. So it and it just became like uh, because I got it for Christmas, it just became my Christmas film. So I showed it like I was like, right, we're all sitting down as a family last night. I am making a point. We're watching Jason and the Argonauts. And what was quite funny was, was and we laughed at some of the special effects. And there's there's funny scenes where all the Argonauts are rowing the giant boat, and you can tell it's just a guy off screen chucking buckets of water on him because the, like, the water comes out in that kind of you know that kind of straight flow, and it just, like just get blasted in the face. So we were laughing at stuff like that, but they both said they really enjoyed it. 
I was like, yeah, of course you did. What's not to enjoy? It's no, it's non-stop action. It's amazing. I know, it's, that's my Christmas film. It always what reminds me is that um, back when I was, well, I guess I'd have been like 10 or 11, we used to, I used to watch WCW, and that always used to be on after Cartoon Network finished on Sky. And then after that, yes, those old films did. would be on, and I'd watch Jason and the Argonauts and... Um, what was the other one? The one they, they did a remake. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that was all. That they were always on after WCW, and even though like I shouldn't be up that late and watching it, I did watch them. And in my young ten, nine, ten year old age, got scared by the crappy special effects. I do have Clash of the Titans recorded on our Sky Planet, <laughs> ready to go. And the next time we sit down, I'm like, right, you like that? So let's go with Clash of the Titans, <laughs> which is just as good. I love all that stuff, though. I love, like, you know, like the Greek mythology and the gods and all that kind of thing. I think it's really interesting. I oh, find it I so cool. And... I thought you meant Ray Harryhausen and all of his stop-motion animation. <laughs> that was Oh, fantastic. yeah. What's amazing is about two hours before that, we were watching Wallace and Gromit, A Matter of Loaf and Death. So I was explaining to Georgia, because this is, I don't know, maybe this is, I think, something dads do. And this is something you'll love doing, Benny. You just can't help but pass on crappy points and useless information <laughs> to your kids. I'm you full just of that. can't That's help great. yourself. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I was explaining to Georgia, like she gives a shit, how stop motion animation works. <laughs> so just going, oh, it's amazing. And you have to move it like a tiny bit. And then you press click. And then you, and then you press click again. And these films take four years to make. And it was kind of <laughs> mad that we were watching Wallace and Gromit, which is stop motion. It was made in 2018. Yeah. And then after that, we watched a film from 1963 with like the pioneer of it. Or the guy who kind of made it super famous and all that kind of thing. I thought it was really cool. All you've reminded me is of that Fasho sketch where there's a guy interviewing a stop-motion animator. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's talking about the process. And all it is is he goes, right, I'll take his arm, I'll move it, just a tiny amount. Take a picture. Then, move his arm, <laughs> tiny amount. Take a picture. And then, move his leg, tiny amount. <laughs> it's just that over and over again. That was such oh, a the good... Fascio. That was okay, so, so good. That's such top, a good show. Top five then Christmas films. What, as as a team, what are we agreeing on? All right, Jingle All the Way definitely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Die That's Hard in there for sure is in there. Yeah, Die Hard mm-hmm. definitely. So now hang on, are we on. are we saying like these are Christmas films or are they films that remind us of Christmas? Christmas. Might have a list. We can do whatever we want. I guess. Yeah. No Christmas, Christmas films. films. So I think they they are significantly Christmas based as Die Hard is. Yeah, one hundred percent. How about? Santa Claus, not the Santa Claus, but the old one with uh, John Lithgow in and mm-hmm. Dudley Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good. I didn't think about that. That's a good shout. How about It's a Wonderful Life? I've never watched it. No, I've never seen it either. Really? It's one of those things that is so in pop culture. I'd never need to watch it because I know what it's about. <laughs> to be fair, any. Any clip show ever with, hey, these are the top 100 shows or top 100 movies ever. It's always on there. You can see that and that you've basically seen the entire movie. So, oh, yeah, you don't clowns. really need to watch it. Oh, I can yeah. hear the angels' bells ringing, clowns. Oh, <laughs> I should have killed myself. I want to live again. So, um, <laughs> Muppet's Christmas Carol we... would be up there for me. Yes, Ooh, definitely. Good As cow. Well, uh, Adam mentioned it earlier, but one of my favourite, favourite Christmas films is Bad Santa. The first one. Not so much. I just saw the second one in the cinema and it was good, but first Bad Santa, I absolutely love it. I think that's genius comedy. Oh, I, I would say I've only seen it once and I, it wouldn't have rated as a in my top five. I really like it. And I've not seen, yeah, I've when not you seen said, it for when years. When you said about that elf, I knew exactly who you meant because yeah. 
I, I, his image came into my mind immediately because yes, he is in everything. He is. How about Elf? Like, elf. Yes, Elf. Of course, uh, Elf is great. Absolutely. Polar Express. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it, but I'm not allowed to watch it in my house now with my eldest because she's scared of it because because the motion capture animation is too creepy. <laughs> it's too in the uncanny valley. <laughs> So what we're saying is that your eldest needs to watch Jason and the Argonauts then? Oh, no, she just needs to grow a pair of balls, to be honest. <laughs> she's scared of planes, she's scared of getting on a boat. We were walking the dog during the night. We've been going on these glow stick walks, we call them, where we take the dog out for a walk when it's dark, and I ordered way too many glow sticks off Amazon, and we're still getting through, and I have like seven or eight packs of them. <laughs> and so we just go, right, kids, just put on like 20 glow sticks, please, and we'll just go for the walk. And we went for a walk, and it's like, oh, Dad, it's too dark. It's too dark. Better mind, like, she's 12. She goes off to school on her own. <laughs> and all this stuff. She's very independent. But went out in the dark. It's too dark, Dad. I'm like, what do you mean it's too dark? And she's like, no, you spoke too loud. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like you walk into a rave or something. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the best. People give us odd looks, but when they're people also walking with their kids, and their kids look at us, really jealous because all my kids have got glow sticks their kids don't i'm the better dad <laughs> that's all i can actually across. actually do you know what you look like you look like you're walking to a tron convention that's what yeah, you look like <laughs> like all the kids they've got like bracelets on they've got like right around the neck the dog's got one around his collar <laughs> i'm just skulking in like all black like black coat <laughs> black jeans black boots no glow sticks they, the they call the, him the, the protagonist ninja. in the cyberpunk film exactly <laughs> Yeah, you're the evil villain in all the cyberpunk movies. Yeah. I, I'm the uh, John Wick in the uh, the Johnny Mnemonic uh, convention. <laughs> another another really good dated reference there, Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> okay, so we've got four then. We've got Elf, we've got Die Hard, Jingle All The Way, Santa Claus, or The Santa yeah, Claus? Santa Claus, I think. I want Tim Allen nowhere near this list. Okay. <laughs> So Santa <laughs> You can just hear him um, like at the other side of the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> if you catch if you stand at land's end and just catch the wind right, all you can hear is <laughs> like that. And if you look into a mirror That's and Tim say Allen. his name three times is uh bizarre he just behind you. <laughs> a spanner drops on your head. <laughs> That's mad. I watched Candyman like two weeks ago for the first time in years. Oh, That's mad you said that. <laughs> That's such a good film. Oh, so good. Go on, one last film then. If we can't have Polar oh, Express. There's got to be another Christmas film out there that is so obvious and we just can't think Let's of go it. Let's go Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. You did no, mention yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there we That's go. That's it. Top there you five. go. There you go. Okay. In any order, doesn't matter. They're the top five. We're not <laughs> ranking them in order. Yeah, let's not rank them. No, because we'll be here all night. <laughs> Next Janelle. week is top five Tim Allen performances, non-Toy Story oh, wow. based. <laughs> yeah, that that racist stand-up comedy show that he did for a while. That yeah. I don't know if that actually is the case, but I'd expect it from Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it clear, this isn't slander. He probably hasn't done one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's called the Tim Allen and Kramer Hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention Seinfeld before, because I was going to say um, Danny Woodburn, who played Mickey in Seinfeld, See, I just see him and everything because he's a oh, what's the official term? Is it little person? I think it's little yeah. person. Yeah. So I was like, like I say, I see Mickey and everything. He gets all those roles, but yeah, 
The Kramer Hour. Christ. <laughs> I got something I want to... There was a panic in the house yesterday as my daughter has had, like, the last of her baby teeth are now starting to sort of wobble loose. Oh, no. And George's gums must be... I don't know. I think it's like, it's like super glue gums or something like that because her teeth do not want to come out. It takes ages for them to come out. Yeah. And they seem to be just hanging on for... Like, they're just hanging off a cliff, like grim death. So... She said, can I, have a, can I have a celebration or something? I was like, yeah, sure. So she had the celebration, and then five minutes later went, where's my tooth? I was like, I don't know. And she said, oh, I think I've swallowed it. Cue absolute bedlam. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. George, it's, it's fine. It's fine, George. It's fine. No, I've swallowed the tooth. I've swallowed the tooth. And then, of course, doing the dad thing of having to amuse myself greatly at my daughter's expense, I said, you know, the problem is now, George, don't you? And she said, what? So you're probably going to get loads of teeth growing in your stomach. Oh my god, what? No. Oh, are you kidding? What? God, that's like, nightmare George. fuel. Oh my god. Oh, god. I was like, George, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's fine. You should have reassured her. You know, don't worry. The the average person eats eight teeth a year. It's fine. <laughs> so don't, re- then, don't yeah. reassure her. Reassure me. I'm terrified of this now. And then I kept doing the... I've mentioned this before to Adam, but I, kept, I then kept doing an impression of the Tooth Fairy from Teen Titans, <laughs> which is just the creepiest, the creepiest character in all of the television. Yeah, the, the Tooth Fairy just collects teeth to eat them, just because they taste nice. To eat them. But the Tooth Fairy is super scary. Super scary in Teen Titans. I, I don't even know what gender it is. Like, is it male, female, indeterminate? It's just a thing that exists to eat teeth. <laughs> yeah, it is a creepy else. thing. Not as creepy as Easter Bunny. In, in that show, the Easter Bunny is the worst. Easter, the Easter Bunny looks like a character from Dead by Daylight. Oh, it looks like definitely. somebody would hang somebody up on a hook. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> that, that, poor Georgia. Is, is she feeling it badly because it's a rage? I don't know. She's fine with it now because obviously she got like money this morning. Yeah. Because she still is happy to. I don't even know if she's very smart at doing this or not, but she's still very happy to play the game that the Tooth Fairy exists. And I then started thinking, hang on a minute, is she being really clever and devious yeah. here that she knows if she carries on this lie, she's going to keep getting cash? Did you leave so... like a quid under the toilet seat? For her? <laughs> it was just an IOU. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wash it first, though. Yeah. I'm not picking that up. Not eating she's that gonna, one. She's going to lead the world into a tooth-based economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy who traded a paperclip for a house. She's going to trade like she's going to trade a tooth for a Tesla or something. <laughs> so, what, oh, what's the me. going rate for the tooth fairy in your house then? The going rate is whatever change we have lying around <laughs> is the going rate because we don't carry cash. Obviously, nobody yeah. has cash anymore, do they? And she hasn't got a chip and pin machine yet, so we can't do that. <laughs> so it's just whatever. <laughs> if there's like a quid or something lying around, yeah, that'll do, I guess. So it's varied wildly. But then the issue is, is that the fucking, as always, the grandparents just then will chip in and be like, oh, I heard you lost a tooth. Here's a fiver. Like, For fuck's what? sake. Don't get... <laughs> she's going she's gonna to tie in all the teeth to a door and kicking it shut to make <laughs> exactly. like 50 quid. <laughs> For fuck's sake. You're lying to her here about the economy of teeth. I'm not like this isn't good. Yeah. How much you giving for toes? I've got, I've got loads of toes. Don't think a little one. I mean, to be fair, well, you can get about a grand, can't you, for a kidney on the open yeah. market? So a fiver for a tooth is probably about right yeah. if you think about it. <laughs> the scale oh, of scale of human body part economics. Yeah. <laughs> Fingernails right down at the bottom. Yeah, like five p a clipping. Yeah. <laughs> oh dearie me. Do you two have any like um, interest in? 
with your kids to floss stories like weird places that has happened or weird like occurrences that has happened oh no all all of mine have been basic for the, for the eldest two it, it's usually like it's just happened at school or they've just been sat down watching the tv just twisting it which <laughs> that, you shouldn't be doing that it'll damage your gums just like yeah i know but as it, as it like pulls out with the nerve still on the end like sort of a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. It's grim. Or hostile. Yeah. <laughs> I can finally earn a pound. There's like blood gushes out of the mouth. No, no, it's all been pretty basic. Daisy is not at that stage yet where they're even wobbly. So mm. we'll probably have something, knowing what Daisy's like, uh, something a bit weird. The only one that sprung to mind is when we came to visit you. And showed it, we were sat in a restaurant with you, the one at the bottom of that massive hill. Oh, God. Was yeah. it, a, it wasn't a Weatherspoons, was it? It was a, um, uh, I'm sure it was a, a chain place. Yeah, it's a Wildwood or something like that. Yeah, Wildwood, that was it. Yeah, and we were sat with you and your fam, and Georgia was crying because her tooth was, like I say, it was all crooked and bended, and, and it, but it would not come out. So I said, okay, we're going to go to the toilet, and we're going to just take it out. So I had loads of tissue in my hands ready because I was like, I'm just going to pull this out and if it bleeds everywhere, it's just going to bleed everywhere yeah. and I've just got to deal with it. And I said something, she laughed and literally spat it at me <laughs> as she laughed because she kind of <laughs> like that and it spat out and hit me and I was like, oh, Jesus. And that was it. It just came out and she was fine after that. But that was the only one I could think of. But yeah, the rest have all been at uh, yeah at school or at Nana's or at uh, my sister-in-law's or anywhere like that. that. That's what you find probably, Benny, is like when your kid reaches a certain age, all the exciting stuff happens when they're with someone else. Mm. Like, like from the point of very first <laughs> so like, words and walking <laughs> all the way up to, like, you know, the, the tooth loss or the first broken leg or something like that. That is all like, yeah, I'm, I turn up to these events because someone has told me to come. <laughs> That's usually what it is. But hopefully, you're little and you get a really good, like, nursery or childminder or something like that that mm. doesn't tell you when they've said their first word or crawled for the first time or anything like that. Because it oh, will right, happen yeah. with them and they'll get the the good people who won't say anything and they'll just wait for you to find out by yourself. So they think, you think, then it's happened with you and no one else. Rather than, oh yeah, they've been walking around for like weeks here at nursery. Yeah, but then they have some sort of, they have like an unseen power over you. I'm not sure I like that. They could hold this against me at any time. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do about that. You know, it, it's like fighting against uh, the global corporations that we have at the moment. Just, you've got no control over that part of your life. So just let it happen. Let them have that power over you. And you just live your dream life of, yeah, they walked for the very first time with me. Not you, nursery lady. Now I get to tell you the next day, be careful, my child walks now. They're going to be in everything. <laughs> Uh, obviously I haven't got a little one yet but um, I remember back when I was a youngster we used to go down the road to the uh, there's a community centre which is about about a quarter of a mile walk away not very far we used to go there every Tuesday just like as a way to get the kids together and I guess the parents could sit in the corner and catch up and I had a job lot of teeth come out due to a game of British Bulldog which uh, my friend my friend uh Matthew, who texted me earlier about the show and said he's really enjoying it. By the way, he um, yeah, he absolutely clotheslined me and knocked a couple of my old baby teeth out. So if anyone like, if you know, if you've got any, it's I feel like it's a more modern equivalent of uh, tying a bit of string around a door handle and around a tooth. 
my granddad did do that legitimately in that he had a really bad toothache and back in the obviously he this is when he was like 25 or something mm-hmm. and he worked on a farm at the time i think because this is like fucking in the 60s and he, he just couldn't afford to go to the dentist or didn't want to go or something like that so he did he did the actual thing in that he tied string around his tooth under his tooth and then tied the other side of it to a door and then said to his like got his mate to hold him down and his other mate to just shut the door as quickly as possible <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ, you are a man in every sense of the word, as in toughness and stupidity. <laughs> That's weird, though, that you just mentioned your friend Matthew. I just had, as soon as you said that, I had an amazing flashback to being sat in assembly at school when I was about seven. And my best friend, Matthew Jones, was sat next to me. And I said, oh, I think my, t- I think my tooth's a bit wobbly. Bearing in mind, it literally just started to move slightly so he went let's have a look he said oh can i like see if i can wobble i was like yeah sure and he fucking yanked it out <laughs> just right and honest to god i literally kind of went like that and those i was covered in blood because it just started bleeding like profusely immediately so there's like <laughs> so like the teacher's like oh my god stop the assembly gets i think they had like a jacket or something took their jacket off put it under my mouth because there was blood everywhere <laughs> i stand up there's a circle of blood and a me-shaped space in the middle of the circle of blood where I've been sat, and then I get led off to the uh, to the school nurse. <laughs> and I don't remember what I said to him, but I remember calling him, you know, I was like, you stupid idiot, you're stupid, you're an idiot, you stupid, stupid idiot. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thing is, though, did he give right you the tooth back? Or did he keep it for himself for the quid? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't even know. I don't. Maybe that one, maybe he was in the scam. Maybe yeah. he's trying to collect teeth as well. <laughs> That's what he does. Maybe he it's was eating them. Yeah, exactly. Like Matthew Jones operated on the, the galaxy brain level. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was, on a, he was playing four D chess. I'm still playing with. I'm still <laughs> playing with. Like I'm still playing in the mud. <laughs> so, when you were kids, did yeah. you ever go and? This is going to sound crazy, but eight, nine, ten. Obviously, because we're talking about a time before phones, uh, like mobile phones and the internet and all that kind of thing. We're of that generation that we had to entertain ourselves with just our minds and toys or books. Did you ever go and like, just do stupid shit? Because we used to go and we would all the time go and play on building sites, which is just so fucking dangerous. So dangerous. But the second, the second anybody around where I lived knew of a new set of houses going up, it was like our Christmas. We were just oh my god, new rooms to go in, new houses to go and play in, new things to go and jump off, scaffolding to run around on, this is going to be awesome. And of course our parents were yeah. just like, yeah, just be back in time for your tea. <laughs> All right, yeah, cool, see you later. Like, maybe I will, maybe I won't be, because you'll never know. Because there's no way for me to ring you and say, help, I'm being kidnapped or something. <laughs> you know, you just got to assume I'll be home at tea time, and maybe I'll turn up, maybe I won't. But yeah, we used to play on building sites oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, definitely. There was just down my road... Because, like, me and all my cousins and what have you all lived basically on the same two roads. So we always used to, like, get together and, and play locally. And just down our road, there was, like, a bit of land off of, like, a little alleyway that come up. And developers, and they just, as they do now, they go, oh, a bit of land, let's fit as many houses as we can in there. <laughs> and there was about, like, eight houses there, all, like, terraces that were being built. And a lot of the time, the builders weren't there. Perfect. This is like directly in between all of our houses. So it's a natural meeting point for us all to get together and then just play the fuck out of ourselves on this building site. Climbing up ladders, swinging off scaffolding, getting into the drains. Oh, 
there's a huge <laughs> sewer system here, and there's no manhole covers, just bits of plywood. Yeah, let's go in the sewers and pretend we're the turtles. <laughs> it was so dangerous. I would throttle my kids if they did that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I've never. I, I'm not that kind of like angry, grounding. Parent or anything, but yeah, I mean, she'd be grounded for five years if I found out she'd been playing on fucking building yeah. sites. And it's so hypocritical, but now I realise how dangerous it is. As a kid, I didn't, and my mum would have rollicked me as well if she found out that I'd been playing on there. And the worst part is when we went to play on there, and there were builders there. They were just being quiet. <laughs> they were inside. <laughs> Just like moving stuff around in some of the houses. And so we all like do our little sneaky things so that like the people in the houses nearby don't see us sneaking in. And we walk into the house and then there's like five or six guys all in hard hats like moving wood around just going, what the fuck are you doing here? And we're all like running out and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. We didn't have anywhere like that. Any... We, it was all, obviously because I'm a bit in a bit of a more rural area than you two, it's more going to nearby woods and and thickets and whatnot and playing like in the trees and climbing trees and getting sticks and turning them into guns and making crappy gun yeah. noises. See, we had that as well, where, where we were. You had to walk a little bit further, but like down near my primary school, they had like a huge brook and like all the trees going along it. So you used to go down there and like build dams and swing mm. off tarsi ropes and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, my kids won't leave the settee, let alone the living room. Some days you have to like, drag them outside just to walk the dog. But there's like every opportunity I got, I was out there like playing on my bike and, and stuff. And it sounds like such a boomer thing to say, and I hate it. But it is like that all of this digital communication, it does remove that element of, I'm bored as fuck and I need to get out of this house, so I've got something to do. And so I can burn off some energy. And... I think that is missing a lot in a lot of kids' lives, quite, quite regrettably. But again, I would throttle my kids if they were doing half the stuff I did as a kid. And a lot of parents will probably be a lot more kind of protective of their kids, again, because they know what they did as a kid. That's true, yeah. I'd rather my daughter spent three hours watching TikTok or YouTube than three hours swinging on fucking scaffolding <laughs> poles and running, running through like sewers and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it was so dangerous. And like I said, in the summertime, I would leave the house at 10 o'clock in the morning. My mum and dad had no idea where I yeah. was. Where are you going? I'm going to Colin's house. Okay, be back in time for tea. Eight hours later, I just turn up. I <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, well done. You're not dead. Hi. Yeah, have my tea. Back out at six. Yeah, I'll be back at ten. Where are you going? I'm going to. I don't know. I'm going to Mark's house. All right. See you later then. Just yeah. and then just walk home. Back at ten o'clock. Oh, you're back. Yeah, well done. I've seen you for like an hour out of this fourteen hour day, <laughs> and nothing's happened to you. How, how didn't? How yeah. this is going to sound terrible? How did more children not just die when we were kids? How did that not happen? Because there was well, no that's, care that's or, or attention to anything. It's mad. That's it. Kids did though. Kids did. And, you know, there, there's always going to be that risk. There's always going to be these things that happen to kids. But it's, as much as it's kind of made to seem like such a big thing, it probably isn't. Like, the number of cases across the country is probably very, very small. Not as small as it should be. It should be none. And no family should have to go through that. But I'd say it's very rare, especially nowadays, for that to happen. Mainly because of all this fear. But it's like, t- there was a point about three years ago, my lad, so he must have been like seven 
six, seven around the time. And he was going out from my house, and I live on like a newish estate, so there's loads of other kids, all of similar ages, and like literally three houses down, there's a big off-road parking area that's usually quite quiet, there's like paths and there's a big bit of grass going down, just going past some of the houses, and it's all like enclosed, it's all like cul-de-sac area. My wife at the time, she was so paranoid that something would happen to him, we had to get him one of those like watches that's got a GPS function on it, and that he can call people from a list on on the watch. It's got like a SIM card in it, so he can make calls and we could call him. Because she was so worried that something was going to happen to him. To be honest, there's a couple of kids out there who are a lot fatter and a lot slower than him. I don't think he's got anything to worry about. But in reality, it's it's... It was so stupid looking back at it, just how paranoid we were. And I, you know, I was feeling that way as well. I was probably a bit amped up because of how paranoid she was. But like now, go out, mate. Go around the block. Take the dog for a walk by yourself. Just get out of the house and do something outside. If someone comes near you, you've got your phone on you. You're fine. But back then it was like, right, well, if something does happen, at least we can track him on this watch. Not thinking that, you know, any kidnapper worth his salt would remove those types of things from a child yeah he's got no he's got no uh, smartphone check, on him. check his watch check his watch quick. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's no is he is he chipped quick run the scanner over the back of his neck <laughs> that machine that goes like that. he's got a watch on he's got a chip shit <laughs> the fuzzle gear in two minutes <laughs> oh. oh god how incredibly hilariously dark. I know. Well, <laughs> this is it. You know, it is one of these things that you have to face. Is You will always worry about your kid. You'll always be fretting over them. If, if you're not, to some degree, that's quite worrying in my eyes, that you're just kind of almost given up on your kid and you're just not fussed about their well-being anymore. That's something to worry about. But you... Less... <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, you really got to kind of balance it. You can't go over the top like that, putting a GPS tracker on them, like they're a dog that gets out of the garden too many times. Yeah, you can't, because you can't be the other way, can you? Where's uh, where's Jimmy gone? I don't know. When did he leave the house? I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? He's out somewhere, and he'll be fine. He'll come back later. He knows where he is. <laughs> he knows where we live. All right. He knows where we live. He'll be fine. Oh. He's like a cat. <laughs> He's when people move house and then the cat gets on a bus and goes back to the old house. He knows what he's doing. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Guys, we're going to have to redo the past half hour because we didn't put Home Alone on the list of the top five Christmas films. Oh my God. (laughs) Home Alone. There you go. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I'm glad you caught that now. I'm glad you caught that now. Goodbye. (laughs) No, not the Muppets. (laughs) Get Santa Claus out of here. John Lithgow didn't deserve to be anywhere. He's a Republican. (laughs) Go on then, we'll get rid of Santa Claus. We'll Home Alone <laughs> All right, Santa Claus out, Home Alone in. But I think this list might be ever-moving, by the way, when we come on next week and Fluid. say, oh, fucking hell, we forgot this as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll have to put something Santa else Santa buddies, in. search for Santa Claus. <laughs> Mrs. Miracle. Yeah. Never oh, watch Mrs. Miracle. Miracle on 34 Street, whatever it is. Oh, God, Miracle on 34 Street has the girl from Matilda in, so I refuse to watch it because I've got a... When I was 13, I am... Um, me and my parents and my sister, we were on holiday in Tenerife. And I can't remember what what led to it, but we were in like a uh, little chalet where it had marble and wood stairs. And in trying to go to a toilet, I fell down the stairs and absolutely 
bollocks my leg up. You guys might have seen it while I've been around. I've got a big dent in my shin, oh, which no. is as, as a result from that. I, it got infected and I lost like a bit of muscle mass in my shin. God. And obviously, because of that, I wasn't allowed to go in the swimming pool in these like nearly 30, you know, 35, 40 degree days. So I had oh. to go and sit in the TV room to get myself entertained. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. We were there for a week. I watched Matilda 10 times because that was all they had on. <laughs> So I refuse to watch anything with that girl in anymore. Even though she, I saw she resurfaced recently, I don't care. I am not watching anything with her in ever again. That girl's just a conduit for your holiday misery, Ben. It is. That's all it, it is. is. Damn. That would be a good thing to think of. You know, like something that's, something that's happened to you that you just now attach something to. And you're like, no, I can't do that anymore because that's ruined it. That This other <laughs> event that happened has now ruined that for me completely. Do you know what? Again, these things just pop into my brain. For the long... This is going to so fucking dumb. For the longest, the longest time, right? I couldn't eat Galaxy Ripples, right? Because when I was a kid, right? I was walking to school one day and there was a trodden... Somebody, somebody must have dropped a Galaxy Ripple on the floor and then someone else must have trod on it. And for some reason, one day it was raining and I saw it and there was a slug near it. And every time then I saw a galaxy ripple or thought about eating one, all I could imagine in my head was, oh, I'm eating slugs. I'm eating slugs. This is disgusting. Mate, so I, exactly time, the same. I couldn't eat galaxy I ripples. I hate slugs because as, as a kid, me and my cousins were at my granddad's for the day while the parents were doing whatever. And we were playing out and one came up to me with a, a can of like Sprite or something. I went, here, you have a drink. And I was like, oh, cheers. So I picked up to have this wig. They'd found it. <laughs> lying on oh the my floor God. it was full of slugs oh. <laughs> it was like oh all the God. slug juice and Christ. rainwater on my it was traumatising I, I can't look at slugs without like boking in my mouth it's terrible so How if my cousins Sprite, are then? listening to this <laughs> I'll blame you Sprite I'm fine with okay the seven up I've got oh no that put me off Sprite that'd put me off Sprite forever that would oh, <laughs> forever oh God no it was horrendous I don't blame Sprite for this so, Sprite, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> Michael Sprite, owner of uh, Sprite Co., uh, you know, we're always after a sponsor. If you if you can prove to me that Sprite is not made out of slug juice, I will happily promote it. <laughs> That's the thing, though, now, because if we don't hear from them, you know what that means, don't <laughs> yeah. you? Slug See? Juice. Just like slug slurm. juice confirmed. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, as well, I think I think Michael Sprite left. I think his son took over Michael Sprite the second. I think he's in charge now. Uh... I think it's uh, Michael Sprite Junior. Okay, so we're going to need to uh, as we're winding down. Actually, I'm going to need to get your names and uh, or name and parenting advice, Adam, as, okay. we, as we close out the show. Benny, which are we doing first, the name or the advice? Name, please. Name. Okay, so weird baby names. These are two unfortunate children. Uh, from America in the 50s. According to the, the censuses and everything that's taken there, and I'll gather all the names of the babies up, there were two children in the US named Window. And ah. one of them had an interesting middle name, Coverings. So it was Window Coverings. And then whatever the surname was, probably like Sill or something like that. Pain. Yeah, Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Window pane, window coverings pane. So I just <laughs> go on. I just I bemused every time with these names. I just wonder what people must be think. They ju- they just they must want their kid to be bullied so much that <laughs> the kid then raises up 
in the classical sense of it's a basically you know it's basically a boy named Sue, isn't it? That it toughens them up so much and they get picked on so much that they then rise up and become something and make something of themselves. I can't think of any other reason why you would call your fucking kid window coverings. Maybe why? Maybe you just really like windows. So stupid. Maybe it was the safe style UK guy, the buy one get one free bloke. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was like some kind of conjoined twin type situation. (laughs) You buy one, you get one free. (laughs) We've got window coverings, and we've also got our our other child uh, lampshade, (laughs) lampshade pull switch. (laughs) Rodriguez. oh god that was so much better than it as soon as you said lampshade my brain started racing at a million miles an hour and i couldn't come up with anything better than pull switch that was that was fantastic i know it's like america does seem to be this kind of hot spot for weird names obviously the big religious community there where they call all the kids like after like sins or virtues charity and hope and things like that that are quite common now but then they just go completely overboard like calling your daughter abstinence or things like that but I don't see how (laughs) windows can be part of that (laughs) when you said like naming your kids after sins and stuff or this this is my boy lust (laughs) you know that could be middle name first name is one have you met my daughter Raph although to be fair calling your kid Raph would be fucking badass (laughs) Dear me. Oh, right, right. Uh, and you... <laughs> we're going back to America. America, what are you doing with your kids? <laughs> it's terrible. So this is <laughs> this is back in the twenties. It's back with Jeffries and Nichols, who we mentioned uh, last week. I mean, pretty much everything's from their book called "Searchlights on Health: The Science of Eugenics." So you know it's going to have bad parenting advice. Fucking Let's hell. talk about eugenics. Okay, so th- this is if you're pregnant, your thoughts can impact the baby. So you're already worried about your kids. Now you've got to not think about the things that could worry them because it could affect the appearance of your child. Because if you're a pregnant woman and you're thinking of ugly people or those marked by any deformity or disease, your your child may grow up with those conditions. So if you're looking at or thinking about an ugly person, you've caught the ugly through your eyes into your brain, down your spine and into your uterus, into your womb, and that baby's got the ugly now. So you should cultivate an interest in admiring beautiful pictures and engravings, usually found in journals or magazines that I assume Jeffries and Nichols may have had like a controlling share in. So you kind of promote <laughs> the Jeffries and Nichols beautiful body book or something yeah, like that. Exactly. <laughs> and that must be why like Playgirl and stuff like that has become so popular now. <laughs> it's just because yeah, yeah. of that type of thing. I'm just sitting here, you know, reading my jazz mag. I'm a pregnant woman. I want my kid to grow <laughs> beautiful. So you ben- Benny, make sure you like pack a like razzle or something <laughs> in the uh, the to go bag just before your baby's born. You might want to cut that bit, to be fair. <laughs> that bit of advice started off so wholesome. And then, like, it started off, like, make sure they're, like, not stressed and not thinking bad thoughts while they're pregnant. And suddenly it just took a, a real left turn and uh, you're going to have an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not just ugly. It's if you're watching, like, a documentary about the Falklands and that, that poor soldier who's always on documentaries about the Falklands because he was 
very Fucking badly. shout out. His, come on, dude. Give him his due. Shout out Simon Weston. Simon That's Weston. That's his name. <laughs> very badly like, disfigured because of the, the injuries he got in the battle. But if you're watching that, your kid may get that. That's the idea. Benny, if you and Blossom have a movie night, do not rent the Elephant Man, okay? <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> and make sure make sure that Blossom just carries around a, a passport-sized photograph of Liz Hurley in her purse <laughs> at all times, okay? Yeah, just, just now is the ideal time to revisit all seven series of Lost and <laughs> watch all of them. Just beautiful people on a beautiful beach, mm. ignoring all the explosions and like people being shot and things like that. You don't have to worry about smoke that. monsters, yeah, polar smoke bears, <laughs> all that kind of shit. Yeah, it'll be like Game of Thrones <laughs> when you give birth to a smoke monster. Smoke monster sounds like a really good baby name. <laughs> smoke monster, it does. That's going to be next week's baby name, Smoke Monster. That's uh, the eighth deadly sin. <laughs> Wrath, gluttony, lust, smoke monster. <laughs> Smoke monster. Yeah. So what you're gonna have to do, Benny, you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get the entire back catalogue of FHM's hundred most beautiful women, and then every night when Blossom goes to sleep, just open one at a random page and place it on her forehead. <laughs> so she kind of like while she's asleep, she kind of mentally brings those images into into the baby. So you have like a, a beautiful, beautiful baby. Yeah. Or like a freakish amalgam of like a hundred different women all like <laughs> sellotaped together. <laughs> so like some creepy kidnappers got up in his basement. <laughs> it's gonna be coming out looking like Jeff Goldblum at the end of the fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's all the hundred women put together. It's too many positives. They've made a mega negative. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. It's, it's the horniest Frankenstein's monster I've ever seen. I just love the idea as well that this fucking what's it called? Something and Nichols? What is it? Who are the uh, people? BG Jeffries and JL Nichols. Je- Jeffries and Nichols. I like how you said that. It, it's called something like... Was it to do with eugenics? <laughs> Searchlights on Health, The Science of Eugenics from 1920. Which is... I'm assuming... I'm assuming the, top, the the first chapter starts with if your baby is born and it's a little bit ugly, chuck it away and start <laughs> well, again. I, I've got which the is whole basically book. what I, eugenics I, is. I found the whole book because I want to read it. But the, uh, the subtitle is the best bit. A Guide to Purity and Physical Manhood. Advice to maiden, wife, and mother, love, courtship, and marriage. And that Jesus just sounds Christ. beautiful <laughs> until they go, no, don't don't look at like your your ugly people. <laughs> just <laughs> just look at the pretty people. And uh, the, there are a lot of chapters. There's a chapter on vaginal cleanliness. I've just scrolled oh. down the contents here. Popping the question. Love spats. Old maids. And I don't think it means the. The, the card game. Wait, is that that those two chapters? Then is that popping the question about vaginal cleanliness? Yeah, or those two yeah. separate chapters. Yeah, it is. It is like the sub chapter under vaginal yeah. cleanliness. Do you come on, love? It fucking stinks, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dearie me. Well, there we go. What a way. What a way to end this week's show, everybody. Can I just do a bit of housekeeping before we before we go? Oh, housekeeping, of course. I've been looking on the Apple Podcast app today. And we've gotten a few five-star ratings, boys. And I don't know how it works and all that, but I think it helps the algorithm because we are now the number one podcast ranked free men and their babies. We have overtaken the other two. Yes. We're like the first one on the list. (laughs) And if you type in three men and their babies, it's like the third option. And that is the way it should be. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I am not an Apple user myself, so I don't know how the Apple Store works. You guys deal with all that. 
So I don't know how that works. But please rate us five stars. If you do use that, if you use another podcast provider, another app like I do, I use other app, then you can review and rate us on there. You can review and rate us five stars or less. Be honest. But every review helps. <laughs> but if you are being honest, it, we're worth five stars. You know, that's at least two stars per person if you don't count the six star which you can't put on the, the review. But we're, we're worth <laughs> I it. Think that's, I think that's a really good point. The truth is we're worth at least seven. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Okada and Omega. <laughs> oh, yes. we, are at least, we are worth at least... We're, we're worth five stars, but we're worth eight in the Tokyo Dome. Isn't that right, <laughs> But... But yeah, I think I think five would be, would be good. Would be good. Yeah. Was was that the uh, the, the housekeeping? That thing? was the was housekeeping. That yeah. More, that was good more star ratings equals more chance of that sprite sponsorship. Yes, sprite. Code. I mean, yeah, we can we can only hope. Or Casper right. Mattress or something like that. <laughs> but yes, there we go. thank right, you, take care, everyone. thank you though for those people that have rated us. I will just add that you've got yeah. very good taste. Cheers. Well done for expressing <laughs> the correct opinion. <laughs> We were going to end on a really good way to end the show. Now we're just ending on a very condescending way to end the show. Well done to you for voting five stars. Well done. Yeah. No, that's right, a come on, genuine let's get out well done. Right. Okay, right, fair enough. Go. I apologise. We'll take care, folks. Talk to you next week. See you later. Bye. Ciao.